You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire, back with lots to discuss as the Bakehouse Liga gets going. Now we've had most teams played about five games. I'm joined today by Keke. Hi, Keke. Hyvä vappua. And Ali. Hi, Ali. Moika. And with Rich. Hi, Rich. Hey. And we've here to uh, look at the opening rounds of games um it's a little bit it's a little bit uneven some teams have played five one or two teams have played two so we can't get can't read too much into it when it's so uneven but what's what's new well Asikora winning what's old boy Ikora at the top but we'll also have a look and see if there's any surprises at this early stage um we'll also take a look at the early rounds of the Sorman Cup and I've been to a, a couple of games, so I'll have a, uh, give you a little bit behind the scenes of what's been going on here in Sainiyoki. Um Rich is going to try and talk us through the <laughs> inaugural Women's Nations League draw because there's some uh, fun and games there, and uh, we'll explain more a little bit later. Um, no, more news on ticket sales for the men's national team Euro 2024 qualifiers and a bit of Finns overseas and with from Keke and his Instagram profile. So are we ready, gents? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <whistles> Referee's whistle has gone. Let's get on with this. And start with the Vakehouse Liga. We waited a long time for this to come around. That winter break seems always seems far too long for my liking. And we're back. Um I thought that we could, you know, in in the show notes is all the all the scores and fixtures so far, um, league table, top scorers. But um, I thought we could maybe uh, start by those of us that have got a Vakehouse Liga team. Sorry, Keke, just give a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a, a sort of feeling what's going on with our with our teams. I, I said in the intro that Poyiko are at the top. Um, and they are. They've got five five points and uh, thirteen. Uh, sorry, five games and thirteen points so far. Um, Ali, what what's been what, what have you noticed? What's been going on for Hoyiko so far? Yeah, I mean, I think thirteen points from five games is a pretty solid return. Ten goals scored, one conceded. Uh, yeah, I, I've been I've been really impressed with the defense so far. Um, not to rub it in mark but yes he is, is is doing a pretty decent job um yeah and so i think defensively I've, I've been really happy with what i've seen um i think having four home games has helped I, i'm not sure i can't remember whether it was you or, or rich did mention it uh slightly uh i, I know we would say tongue-in-cheek or <laughs> if, if there's bitter comments about Hoyiko, it's yeah, probably it originating from rich Absolutely, a slightly side eye comment as well. Um, 
Um, but but it's it's a good point. Um, and I think you know I replied, well, you can only play what's in front of you, and 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 that is true. But um, so what's been going on there? What made Rich make that comment? Well, I I, I would say you know when you play four home games out of five and you only have one away, um, you're naturally going to be quite favoured. I think Hoyakor always do have one of the strongest. Well, obviously the strongest um home record in the league year on year um i mean as i said i've been really happy with the defense um there's been some you know one goal conceded in five games pretty solid uh and i've actually been pleasantly surprised with uh radilovic uh the number nine for hoyako he's again a, a trier um not the most prolific striker in the league uh hoyako's problems over the past couple of years, and I say problems in inverted commas because obviously they've won the, won the league, so this is you know only a small problem. But they don't have a number nine that scores. Uh, I mean, maybe even more than twelve goals a year, which is which is actually not the the greatest return. You say um, he's not the most prolific, but he is currently top of the goal scoring he, table. He with is. five out of five, so he he's has got five out of five. Yeah, and uh, he has scored in yeah every single game apart from the the one apart from the away uh, the the away game uh against VPS so um yeah he's had a really good start to the season um my and again I, I'm, I'm being really picky here because again I think 13 points out of 15 is a really solid return my concern moving forward is uh how strong they will be particularly when it comes to creating chances and scoring goals when the European qualification games come around in the summer. Um, I think that's where that's where they might get found out a little bit more. Whereas last season, I think there was a little bit more creativity in the team. Uh, and you saw that obviously throughout the Vakehouse League, uh, but obviously in the European qualifying games as well. That's the sort of the little um little sort of black mark I've got against the team moving forward. But Hey, I'm happy to be proven wrong when those games come around. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Rich, you you made that comment about their fixtures. Is there some reason why they played four home out of five? Um, no, I mean the, the thing is, um, the Vegas League of Fixture computer is weird at the best of times, anyway. And um, what happened is in the kind of I think it was the third game week they shunted. Cups and Hoyko forward. I don't know if it's because they're in the European games later in the season or something. They they do do that. They move fixtures around. But um, yeah, they played VPS twice in three days. Um, and uh, the second game, they absolutely pumped them. Yes, it was. I think they they won one nil away and then four nil at home. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, three days later on, and um, I think really interesting. Yeah, so they, that was it. The first three games they played VPS twice. Um, but I mean, the, the the thing with them is with Hoyko is, I mean, Rajulovic. I mean, that goal he scored on Saturday, he had nothing to do with it. It was Toppy Keskinen, yeah. who's been a fantastic. I think he's twenty um, on the left wing. Did this sort of mazy jinky run and, and basically put it on a plate, and he couldn't miss. Um, he scored four in uh, the Liga Cup against Lati in one of their games, and he's been really, really impressive over the last um, over the start of the season. But uh, I mean, to, to be fair, Hoyko, they they are in this position. Um, Rajulovic is very much the kind of well, he's there, he'll do scoring five, a goal a game and all that. But uh, I mean, they've got a really bad fixed um, injury list at the moment. I mean, since the start of the season, uh, Hetemeyer, I don't think he's played at all. Ruperiski's still not back. 
Valtteri Morin has had a setback after his long-term injury. God knows when he'll be back. Uh, Lingman's only just getting back into fitness. Olesanya got a knock in the first game. He's just making his way back. So, you know, these are all probably starters. Maybe Olesanya not so much, but these are all starters. So what and, you're saying, um, Rich, is the team that is currently top <laughs> with 10 points out of five games. Uh, sorry, uh, 13 points out 13. of five games and 10 goals is going to get stronger. Stronger, maybe. I don't know. But these are quality players they're missing. And mm. um, I mean, we saw, I mean, Olesanya has the kind of the, the black mark over Asikor, doesn't he? But he's, um, at, at the end of last season, he was, he was absolutely fantastic. And I mean, Hoiko announced last week, the week before, they made a pre-tax profit last year of two and a half million euros. Which, if you think, if they went out and were able to fund a centre-forward who could, I mean, say, upgrade on Radulovic, but, you know, go and buy a centre-forward who will score them the goals of getting back into the group stage of maybe the Europa League or more. Um, Are you thinking of a certain forward that might be leaving Norwich this summer? <laughs> you never know. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to see with what's happening with him, but... Uh, I mean, if he came back, it'd just be game over, wouldn't it? Mm, but, um, mm. but, uh, but yeah, I think uh, that that that's the kind of the thing, isn't it? They they never look like the finished picture. Ali, yeah, I mean, I think Rich did a really good job there of complimenting Hoyakal without actually giving one single compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hats off to you. I mean, he's been well, doing this a long time, you know. Yes, he has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah season pro. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to say, I, you know. Following on from that point about the, you know, the two and a half million euros, I, I did think that this was maybe the year where there could have been a little bit more money put in, purely off the back of the fact they've had, you know, two summers where relatively they've gone quite far in Europe, you know, for a Finnish team getting into group stages and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that money is still sitting there, possibly for a rainy day, uh, possibly for... Uh, to invest in the squad at some point if they feel like they need it. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, I'm really, I'm looking forward to to Friday night, Toyoko finally getting that away game, Rich, so you'll be happy, uh, away at away at Coop. So a Friday evening game, which, yeah, we'll put first against third. Uh, I, th I think Coops would have to. Oh yeah, no, you you played. You're only on seven. That so I didn't realise that. Um, I, I thought if you won, you could have gone top, but. Um, no, but it's no. still a bit of a six-pointer, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, if, if Hoyuko win, then they go nine points clear of of Coops after only six games, which would be which would be a big a big gap already, a big gap to make up, and uh, it would be nice to keep it a little bit tighter at the top there. Yeah, I think well, nice for us, Ali. Sorry, well, yeah. Not <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say take that with a pinch of salt, but <laughs> yeah, no, it it is true though, and I think you know ultimately. Yes, I, I want Hoyakor to win, but I also want a really competitive Bakehouse Liga. Uh, I, I don't want the league to be wrapped up in, you know, middle of June mm. or, or anything like that. So or feel like the league is going to only head one way in June. So um it should be it should be an interesting game. I know obviously Coops didn't start the season perfectly, but the last couple of the games they've looked they've looked really good. So it should be a, a really good test for um for Hoyakor. Well, let's let's come on to Coops. Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, as um, Ali mentioned before about he's been so impressed with the, the defence and the um, only conceding that one goal so far. I mean, it's um, we I, I I thought that that might be a, an area where Hoyukor would 
would have a couple of problems this year. I mean, there was question marks over Yeseos when he when he signed for Hoye Koi, you know, and um, obviously with Hazard leaving, he, he played so well previously. And uh, and Arthur Hoskinen going to going to Poland sort of left a um, a big gap there. But yeah, they've they've been they've been brilliant. I mean, um, I think Sawyer has been playing at the back, full back or you know, wing back, full back role. Um, Olila as well. And obviously the experience of Raikale has been playing as well. So, yeah, they've been uh, pretty stingy, haven't they? Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. a really good point about Sori as well. The fact that he can play further forward, but playing right wing back is definitely a position that he can do. And I think, yes, he can do that for Hoyakor, but maybe that could also be the long-term solution for the Finnish national team as well. Because I know, obviously, we, we do talk about... Um, particularly on the, the right-hand side, the struggles of the Finnish national team. So, you know, if he has a good season there, it could be a could be the long-term yeah. solution in that position. Rich, Ali Ali mentioned um, Coop's start to the season. So currently sitting third, five games and, and seven points. Um, there's been stuff going on behind the scenes at Coop's as well, hasn't there? Let, tell us a little bit what's happening at your club. Um, yeah, God, where to start? I mean, we talked about over the winter, um, the the departure of, I mean, Simo Valakari was the, the main one. He's off in Latvia now. Um, he did a, a tremendous job with Cups. He won two Swarman Cups and two silver medals in the championship and, and got lured away by big bucks in uh, in Latvia somehow. And um, it, it's, it's difficult because, I mean, Cups run at a loss anyway, and are bankrolled by the Finnish FA president, Ari Lati. No conflict of interest whatsoever. And um, they're losing money hand over fist. And how, I mean, what, what happened as well, you know, you lose two of your best players in, in Tim Varen and, and uh, Yanis Akarniaks, and they're gone and they weren't replaced at all. And you've replaced Valakari with his assistant, Pazituti, who, you know, this is the problem throughout the ages in football. You could be a really good number two, step up to the top job. Uh, I think at one point in his opening three games and possibly harshly, but correctly, <laughs> lost his job. And uh, Yanni Honkavara, who was the coach when Cooks won the title a couple of years ago, uh, was working for the uh, Balolito, uh, some kind of, oh, I can't remember exactly the job. Like coaching, co coaching coach, yeah, coaching teacher. Um, and Because he was a qualified teacher before he became a, a football manager. So, He's um so he was available and he's back and two games and two wins um kind of papers over the cracks a little bit um the first game against Ilves last week Ilves were appalling um and Cups were lucky really it was one nil win with a late goal um they did okay and one two nil at Mariham on Sunday um I guess the highlight of that I don't know which of you saw that was <laughs> Mariham had a corner they were one nil down in the second half and the the PA announcer started playing their goal music while they were taking the corner. Um, as the corner went in, it got cleared and Cooks went up the other end and scored. So the fans Was the goal music still playing? No, but the fans started singing it. Yeah, so yeah. It was... <laughs> I mean, it, it's a tactic. Yeah, you might as well try it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, it's um, after five games, having seven points isn't ideal, but bear in mind, one point after three games, it's, it's, it's good. Um, it's hard to see really much improvement 
again, you're already chasing the coattails of Hoiko, and, and I think you know they, they didn't make really good signings in the winter at all, um, and losing the players that they did. And they had a couple of, I think they had one American signing at centre half came over, didn't like the cold, and, and left again. Uh, they got a decent uh, defender from um, AIK on loan until July, I think. And it just seems like, how do you attract that level of player if I assume they're not paying the big bucks? Um, and, and it's difficult to see really, you can get a better coaching and experienced coach, but with that group of players, I mean, you've got good, good Vakehouse Liga players, but you haven't got the players they've they've lost, and uh, and unfortunately, it's um it's there. So, fingers crossed, you'll get some improvement. But with the European games, or two months away, I think um it's it's going to be difficult to see them really challenging. But again, they've got Hoyko uh, at home on on Friday, uh, putting a good performance there. Just don't get beat mainly. Mm. Two two points, Rich. Um, first of all, mate, the uh, obviously you mentioned the Hoy Core game, but mm. the um, the next two are, are potential tricky ones as well. They've got AC Olu away, um, and then and then Honker away. So, you know, I mean, the Cooks of old would be looking to go to both of those places and picking up points. But it's um, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. And then um, the other thing I wanted to say is as uh, Missila featured at all yet. Um, yeah, he started his first game on Sunday uh, at Maryham. Uh, he came on as a sub in the previous game against Ilves. Um, but yeah, he didn't feature at all in the first three matches. I don't know if it was fitness or whatever it was. But um, yeah, as the, the the new coach comes in, Nisola suddenly fit. Um, and yeah, on Sunday he started and, and by all accounts played pretty well. I only, I only saw the highlights. But um, yeah, and again, this a quality player who's only there in theory till July as well. Um but, I mean, if, if he can get them firing and put stuff on a plate for other people, that'd be ideal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of short-term fix. But, uh, yeah, I mean, long-term, I, I honestly don't know. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, Honka turned up at Cups a couple of weeks ago and um, were far better than them. And this Honka team is average compared to last year and they play Cups off the park. Yeah, and I guess um, from my my perspective, at the at the top of the table from oh here we go from Asiko. <laughs> no, okay, well, it's been a long time since I've been able to put all those words together in a sentence. That's for sure. Um, and something might just be clicking. Um, what what have I what what's happened? Okay, so Asiko have one two drawn two, couple of nil nils. Um, first thing to note is. Three clean sheets out of out of four games. So similar to Hoyiko, only only one goal conceded in the first first game of the season. Um, defensively, we look really solid um, against Olu at the weekend. At times when Olu were attacking, there were sometimes seven or eight white shirts from Asikor before you even saw the the, the blue shirt of Ogieri in goal. And that was that was quite something. There was no getting through that. Um, and okay, I, I dropped my first name. I was speaking to Murillo in the in the bathrooms of a local bar last night, and and our bathroom <laughs> after night out. And um, and I asked him like, how many how many shots has Ogieri uh, saved? And he was like, in the last three games, like maybe one or two. 
which I think says says quite a lot. Um, also on Saturday against Oulu, we played with two strikers. Two strikers. Can you imagine such a thing? Uh, like a 3-5-2-5-3-2 formation um, with Afori and Murillo getting down the wings. So they're both quite dynamic and getting in getting up and down and covering the field. Um, and the other the other thing was how uh, was the type of goals that were scored. So after those, they, they started the season with a win against Hucker at home, two nil-nil draws away to Honka, home to um Oh, blimey, I was at the game as well. <laughs> Lati. Uh, home to Lati, yeah. Um, where it wasn't a bad... They weren't bad games. And I think particularly the, the honker away point is a decent point. But then on Saturday away to Oulu, um, the first goal was was Yere String, who was, who's big and strong and just sort of... just sort of nudged the defender off the ball and ran through and stroked it home. And then the other two goals were scored by uh, Jaime Moreno uh, inside the box. And that's something that's been missing for, well, a good few years. Someone to get on the edge of the chances that are being created in and around the box. And he got one sliding in like Lineker to score from two yards and the other was a header from the edge of the six-yard box. Beautiful. Um, I was talking last night to my friend Tom. Tom Dunn used to play for Tepe Senioki and I think maybe managed Asikor when the club first formed. And he's now coaching in the juniors section here. And he's been not the glowing supporter of what's been going on with the first team over the last couple of years. But he said he came into one of the games the other day. He only saw 15 minutes, but he said something's different. He said this year might just have a chance. And he, he said it was that the I don't know. There was a physicality there, and a kind of not not taking any nonsense. He saw it in the in the Sormon Cup game. We'll talk about that in a in a little while. But he said that the first team sort of bullied the academy, and there was a sort of steel to the side. So, yeah, it's it's good to get some input from a few different sources and names of names of different <laughs> different value in the finish in the Finnish football podcast, but. Um, you didn't. You didn't ask Murillo what happened at Hoyakor, did you? I mean, maybe the bathroom's not the right place, but uh, no, we we <laughs> we just well, we just sort of said welcome, welcome back. It's good to have you here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he he will create chances this season, so you know, I think he's it's only going to be a positive thing for Ashiakor this season. I, I did, I did, I did blow a bit of smoke up his up his backside, uh, metaphorically speaking. Obviously, we were in the bathrooms. Um, <laughs> By by just saying that I I was looking I I really enjoyed the the sort of triangles that he played down the left wing a few, couple of years ago. I'm looking forward to getting that going again. And he was he was sort of looking forward to being very much involved as well this year. Keke, do you have something to say? Or are we just stroking your beard? No, I just wanted to say like you know we mentioned the Hoye core defence, but as you said, mate, like um, Asikor have been just as stingy, only only conceding that one goal. Uh, I just wanted to touch on um, Ville Tikkanen. Has he, has he looked the real deal? I mean, I think he's only 23 years old. He's been playing either at the, the centre of a three or um, or centre-back partnership of a four. Um, how's he been looking, mate? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very, very solid. Um, although I think the person that's caught the eye this year, uh, Villa's been there a couple of seasons and and everyone's kind of 
fully behind him. And also there's Matthias Vanienpa, mm. who's just coming back from injury. Um, another sort of young, homegrown player. But the one that's really caught the eye so far is Terry Yegbe, who came to the club during last season from this deal with the club in Ghana. Yeah. And made his way into the team even during last season. And now, and and during like the, the the Liga Cup games and the and the friendlies that we've seen, has just sort of grown. I mean, he's he's tall, he's big, he's got these short dreads that are bleached blonde. He really, I mean, he catches the eye in many many different ways, but also with with how he's playing. And I think people are already saying, oh, if we can if we can hold on to him for this season and and maybe next, then that might be someone that we can that, that could become one of the next transfers out of there. Um, but yeah, the the the, the spine of of sort of uh, uh, Tikkanen, Radetzky, Yegbe, Vanyanpar, sort of any three from that four, I suppose. Um, and then in front, there's young Valentin Gask, who's Argentinian, was in the academy last year, and and when I spoke to Kinney during last summer, he said he's really pushing. He's really pushing to be yeah. in there, and I, I'm a big fan of Noah Line. But, and Noah hasn't been starting, and and Gask has. So there's a yeah, it, 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 and 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 you look the game on. I think the game on Saturday, Kuru Hanola was on the bench. Um, Diego Rojas, who you know this little pocket pocket creative maestro, who you know is, is lovely to watch on the bench, and still mm. managed to put in that first half performance that that got the two of the goals anyway. It was and, nice to one, see that one, the... Oh, sorry, sorry. Go on, I was just going to say, touching on what we did earlier, um, the Ashikor Derby, the annual Ashikor Derby uh, in the Cup, um, it was good that I think Ashikor make a big deal, uh, uh, not in my usual snarky way, but that, you know, there's a lot of focus, a lot of money, a lot of resources goes into that academy side. And generally, there's a lot of pride and, and, and rightfully placed because I don't think, other than there's such an obvious pathway from the academy yeah. side to the first yeah. team where I think other clubs use it as a necessity and I think ASICO use it as an opportunity. Um, and I think that there is something there that I think behind the scenes that ASICO have done quite well. Yeah, the model is definitely changing. And this was, there was a, a meeting with the uh, Richie Dorman, Kinney and the uh, Larry, the supporters liaison and the fans before Christmas and I think I mentioned this before here, but it's it's worth saying again. The the they they actually said, look, we always get compared to the big budget that we have, but that budget is being used across in the past across two teams, first team in the academy, and now they've got this academy two team playing in Golmanen, and so they're trying to have these progression where academy players that are not quite ready can drop down but still play at a decent level, and academy players that are. Uh, are really excelling have got that pathway into the first team and I don't know if, if you've seen what what uh Joaquin Gomez Kinney has been saying in his social posts over the last couple of weeks he said it two or three times we've got the youngest team in the Bakehouse Liga and I think that's something the club is is really proud of as well and mm. he's clearly proud of so you know good that that's being noticed by you guys as well yeah um what what else have, has caught your eyes uh, aside from our uh, our three teams? What else has caught your eyes so far in the Bakehouse Liga season? 
for me, the fact that Inter don't seem to want to play football matches is one <laughs> one of those things. What's going on there? Um, they were meant to be playing Lati on Saturday, and um, and Lati had a mysterious bug, ravaged their squad, and and asked mm-hmm. for the game to be postponed. But um, yeah, they've had issues. I think their their pitch. They they moved the game because their pitch wasn't ready. Um, as well, so yeah, two two games when other teams have played five is is an odd one. Some of their some of their squad players played for the uh, the reserve side at the weekend. Um, dropped Just a couple of divisions football. down. Yeah, pretty much. They haven't played for two weeks, two and a half weeks. So um, yeah, they're they're well, they're expected to play this weekend, but who knows at the moment? It's a weird one. Um, but yeah, it's strange because I mean they won their first game at Coops. And um, everyone thought, oh, Jakovic, he's come in and done he's done wonders. And mm. um, they lost their second game, you know, that, that ghost phantom goal that wasn't given, that went f- that four feet behind mm. the line mm. wow. um, at Il- against Ilves. And um, and that was it. They haven't played since. So yeah. by the time they line up on Friday, it'll be three weeks since the last league game. So um, Is it really? Yeah. 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 The last game is the 5th, 15th of April. So. And they're coming up to Sainiyoki to Fortress Omar Aspe oh. Stadium. There you go. So. <laughs> yeah. Now that is that is. I hadn't I hadn't realised it was quite so, quite so long. But then mm. that said, the the season started what three weeks ago. So yeah, it's it's. Be a, yeah, a month. Yeah, and then yeah, they, they, weeks, yeah. So they had their first round, then a ten day gap because of Easter, and then um, yeah, they, their other games have been postponed or shunted. So yeah, uh, that's not that's yeah, not a strange one. Um, one thing I will say, and and I, I doubt we would have touched on it otherwise, was um. Uh, Maraham have done their usual pretty ropey start to the season. Um, they got a draw in the first game at home at Ilves, but um, but other than that, I've I've lost all their games. But um, they signed last week a a winger for a Saudi winger called uh, Abdul Fatih Asiri from uh, Al Nasser, which is the club that Cristiano Ronaldo signed for in the oh. winter. Uh, he left uh, on a free, or his, his contract was cancelled by mutual consent, but. Uh, They've he's gone to Maryham basically because at the I think at the time Finland were about the only country available with an open transfer window. Right, okay. Um, and he's gone there, and his one point four million Instagram followers have taken him, have gone with him, and uh, I think Maryham are, are going to try and milk that for all it's worth. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's played. I think he's got twenty appearances for the Saudi national team, and um, and was I think prior at one point anyway. Sort of, doing quite well. I don't think Ronaldo's arrival there was the reason why he's left, but by all accounts, um, yeah, decent player. And if they can get him fit and, and they might, might do some good business there, but um, that's a good yeah, one so to watch out for. Yeah. And I think, you know, just again, some attention on, on Maraham, you know, the, yeah. how, how they're still operating at this level is, is fantastic, but you know, they, they always seem to be struggling, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Ali. Yeah, I think just, to, Sorry. Just, just to carry on from that, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, they do always seem to just about pull away and 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 do all right. But I do think this this year, now there isn't a, a Hifko or or anyone like, like that around, it, it could be a real struggle for them. But yeah, I mean, it's exciting that, that they've got, uh, you know, this Saudi winger. In now and I think they do need a little bit of, of positivity because yeah I think it's going to be a long old season for them. A couple of other sides near the bottom I noticed that the Verpes Vaza have got 
two draws and two defeats. So they're sitting second bottom on two points. They haven't scored a goal yet. Oh. <laughs> but that's quite that's quite something. So they're either very tight in a nil-nil draws or they're getting they're getting done something nil. Well, their two defeats were to Hoiko. Um oh, right, okay. Well that's, <laughs> that's right. that, that, um, that does that does sort of uh but, but yeah, last, last season they were very I don't want to use a politically incorrect term bipolar, but they were very on and off um when they play. I mean, they had some games where they absolutely thumped teams. And I think at one point they were the top scorers in the division, going about halfway through the season. Um Callum Moulton and eventually I think he's in his 33, 34 now, and he he just had one of those years after kind of being a very good second tier striker, stepped up and finally started banging them in. They had, um, what was the that? The Ipswich uh, Loney, wasn't it? Tete Yangi. Yeah. yeah, so he came in. He, he looked quite promising for a bit. Uh, Morrissey um, doing quite well as well off the bench quite a lot. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't seen them other than highlights mm. this year. But, uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not good. But then again, you know, that, that fixture list has been harsh on them. And, um, you know, as we said uh, earlier, Hacker, you know, you, you, they were a very functional, solid, boring, dull team under uh, Timo Tainio a couple of years ago. They added someone who just couldn't stop scoring last year, got them into Europe, and now he's gone, and they're back to where they were. And um, yeah. they got Ryan Mahuta, uh, who's looking quite good for him. Uh, he scored in the first game. Did he score against Asiko? And um, and other than that, I think um, they've really struggled and I think they gave up they were winning against Honka uh last week and gave away a penalty in injury time um for an equalizer but uh yeah I think that they've very much regressed to the mean there and um maybe maybe just before we move on from Vakas League just to to note Cordepe who came up last season they're currently sitting in eighth four points from four games a winner draw and a couple of a couple of defeats but you know they're they're they've come in swinging I guess yeah, they were they, they did okay against Cups, um nil nil draw and then they beat Mariham and um I think there was a set piece goal was the first one. Um and yeah, I mean they've they made a lot of signings in the summer, a lot of signings. Uh they uh, we'll t- talk about uh Venezia later on, but they had an agreement over the winter with Venezia yeah. and loaned loaned two or three players from them who were all kind of very much on the on the cusp of that first eleven. And um you know, I guess in their case, they've made a lot of signings. And I mean, when they were up before, they didn't do too well. So hopefully this time they'll, they might stick around and at least be competitive. And uh, and as you said, I mean, th- there isn't that whipping boy, you know, as long as you're not that one at the bottom who's struggling, they've already got a win on the board. So um, fingers crossed. Maybe just run through the, the, the top scorers, those that have got more than one so far in the Vakehouse League. There's six people. Um, Radulovic from Hoyikor sitting there with five from five. Penninen from Ilves, three from four games, same as Ashley Coffey at Oulu. Um, and then three players on two. There's Meri Luoto from Hoyikor, uh, Smith from Inter, and Jaime Moreno from Asiko. I think that's I think that's a decent little run through the Vakehouse Liga. Some podcasts will give you that, and that'll be your show, but not us. We're carrying on. We've got a bit of Sorman Cup. Now, we're at the Sorman Cup third round, which means there's an absolute shedload of games. And I'm not going to read those 
fixtures because either I would fall asleep or the <laughs> listener would fall asleep. <laughs> no one wants to hear all that. Um, I don't know if if any of you guys have, have picked out any or, or noticed anything that's really caught your caught your eye during these these games so far. Uh, yeah, the uh, I'd say we, we already mentioned the the ASCII court derby uh, last week. Um, this and, and we we joked about it last year. The um, last year the rules of the cup forced teams of the same club to play each other in order to get rid of them. Basically, um, this ASCII court game wasn't forced. It was a random draw which made it all the weirder. Uh, the rules have been tweaked slightly. I've been replied being informed by, uh, by Henrik from Buru, who said that essentially the more team, the, the, the forcing together of teams isn't as drastic as it was. So um, this week, Ilves 2 are playing Inter 2. Last year, that would have meant a guaranteed tie against whichever senior team was waiting for him in the next round, but that's right, not okay. going to be the case now. Um but um, but yeah, so you've still got a few kind of second teams lurking around in there. Um, but last week, um, round three was the time where the Vakehouse Liga teams pop in, all um, those sort of lower ranked ones. Um, and yeah, they all won away from home because the higher team is away. So uh, yeah, so Asiko beat Asiko, uh, VPS won, uh, Cotepe, Lati won, and uh, even Mariham won as well. Um, yeah, you've had a couple of fun things, but I mean, one one of the things that um, that I've enjoyed and, and got a lot of value out of is um, the every so often in in each round, what the television company do Ruto is they're allowing a public vote, so the public are allowed to vote on a game that they want to see screened. Okay. So they screen, so they screen the big teams. I think I'm not sure which ones they they've done in their entirety, but they've allowed okay. Fill your boots. You choose one of these games, and we'll go and we'll show it live. So they've got um, this week. Um, this week, no, the seventh of May. Uh, Fish United yeah. of the uh, of the fifth division of um, looking for a place. Sorry, in the next round again, they're playing the third division. Um, Ocod. Sporting Christina was that Ocod? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Sporting Christina. Uh, and that's going to be a fifth division team. It's third division team. It's going to be live on, um, on the main sporting uh, channel, so back of the net. But um, yeah, again, the, the interest over the last couple of years in the tournament's really improved. Um, you know, you have still got those kind of amateur sides. You know, some of them have done have done well to get there. Um, you've got your senior teams. I think um, TPS over thirty fives team got through, and I think they they lost last week. Um, yeah, you're getting to that point where the big teams are now starting to come in. So um, I think Inter and ACL are coming in. And the draw for round four is going to be made on the 4th of May, which is Thursday. But, um, but yeah, you've got some uh, some interesting teams still lying around there. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice to see uh, a couple of those smaller ones getting through to the next round and, and getting that plum draw against a, a Hoyuk or Coops or Asiko at home. Hello. Yeah, Rich, I'm glad you mentioned that Fish United game because the, the, the only thing I wanted to add onto that was I, I just wonder how they got their name. Like, it, it feels like they'd created a team and, I don't know, the manager had asked their son or daughter, what do you think we should be called <laughs> over dinner? And that and that's how the name was uh, name was created. But, um, yeah, I'm certainly going to look out for that result because, yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated by by that club now. I think I found my second team. 
There was a team called Chicken Chicken Wings. (laughs) I think they got knocked out in the last round. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. in the the earlier rounds, there were some really good ones, weren't there, Rich? You were spitting them out on Twitter like every two minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's gold because, again, it is amateur. These are... Joe average people and their teams and they're allowed to enter um, which you know in, in most most examples is kind of a, a great thing about it I mean you've, yeah, you've got Chicken Wings Fish United uh, you've got, got, um, got a whole list got He-Man was one of them wasn't it um, <laughs> He-Man and I, I was kind of trying to find out if their game was against um, their home games were at uh, Castle Grayskull but um <laughs> That would be Unfor- unfortunately not. You had uh, Flamingo United, uh, Afro Foot Club, um, AC Stasi, uh, one for the historians there. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I took in a couple Brilliant. of the um, couple of the Swarman Cup games in the last week. A couple of local. I was at the the Ashley Derby, um, which I think they had like nine hundred and fifty fans there. They opened just the main stand, which I didn't realise was happening, and we agreed beforehand that hey, we're just going to cheer every goal because Ashley Core scored. It doesn't really doesn't really matter, <laughs> um, and and that is what that is what happened. And there was there was this was the game that my friend Tom came in to see where he said that there was this steal to the the first team and the first half was quite one sided. Um, so I think it was it was three nil by half time and four nil quite soon into the second half, if I remember correctly. Um, there was a, maybe a little bit too much steel though, because uh, Jake Dunwoody got himself two yellow cards and got sent off. Um, and and then the academy team, they they ran out of substitutions. Now I don't know if they had made all their changes or if they'd had their three opportunities to make yeah. subs. Um, and then their goalkeeper got injured, and oh, and no. they did what every every good team. In every every good Sunday league team does that they put their biggest player in goal. Love <laughs> um, it. Um, he didn't look that happy to go in goal, uh, but he went in there, and so both teams were then down to to ten. Um, he let one in, uh, but he also pulled off a couple of saves, and they got the biggest cheers of the of the evening from <laughs> all of the all of the fans. So that was that was good fun. Um, and then I went to um, the Senioki Sisu versus Vaza EFK game so that was fifth division against second so there was a few few divisions between and the first half again was quite one-sided in in favor of Vaza and there were two goals including one really nicely curled curled goal in the in the first half all within a couple of minutes that kind of knocked the stuffing a little bit out of sizzle um but but the second half was much more even and um Sizu made some chances, couldn't quite, didn't quite have the have the quality uh, to get to get back into the game. But yeah, by no, but you know, did give did, did themselves credit. Um, uh, I didn't recognise many of because Sisu were the kind of veteran side, weren't they? I didn't recognise. No, the that usual was a, that was Apollo, manager. Rich. Oh, was that Apollo? That's okay. Apollo. Yeah. yeah. So oh. I, I, I was going to mention those in a, in a minute. Sisu is a team that's that my friend Paul has been managing since since they were kids. Like he he started running this team when his when his kid was five. Tommy was five. Um, my boy Ollie played there for a couple of years when he was little before he told me don't like football. Um, so I've always kept a kept an eye out for them. 
and and because Paul and I do some work together with Wise, with with sort of welcoming and helping people integrate into this area, we we meet a lot of people who say, "Oh yeah, I've just moved here. I'd really like to play football." And Paul kind of welcomes them along, snaps them up, and gets them in his his team. So he's got <laughs> quite a quite a diverse um, roster, should we say, or squad of mm. players there at, at Sisu, and so many that there's a a first and second team adults adults teams now. Um, so there's there's good stuff going on there, and yeah, you mentioned Apollo. I mean, there was a there was a team list, uh, a team photo for Apollo that came out a few weeks ago, and well, you know, Mehmet Mehmet retired from Asikor and gone straight into Apollo alongside Tero Mantula and Mika Oyala, and you know, there's there's some players there that haven't played professionally, but there's a lot of others that that are. Having some fun in the Sawman Cup. Well, one of the things I mean, we, we talked about last year, and I, just a, a curio was that one of their players was it Christian Sund? He mm-hmm. had to miss the game last year because he managed the team that they got drawn against. <laughs> yeah, um, so you had that that whole thing, and of course, last year you had Ilves two beating Ilves one, which um, I think could still happen um, if they get through the round. So always, uh, always yeah, that's always good. Yeah, but um, yeah, and, no, it's, actually, it's a good. Ashiko Apollo, they're in. They play in the sixth, and I think maybe for them the glory is more in the in the Sawman Cup, and the league is not not so important. But they they're playing against Keps from the Kolmanek division, so you know they're playing a couple of divisions above them. But that oh no, sorry, they're playing against Pompa, uh, Pompa from the third. Sorry, yeah, misread. Um, anyway, they're still playing a few divisions above, so there's uh, there could be some fun and games there. Yeah. But um, but no, it's, it's it's I mean what what they've done with the tournament, um, it, that that committee they had, and they're really pushing, you know, the the kind of a little bit of the underdog stuff. They're the really going at it in a way that you know was neglected for so long. And yeah, of course, when you get to the end, it is the business end and, and the big teams. But it's it's fun and it's a real memory for these players yeah. and the fans of these teams to have that involvement. And because they're getting these chances against the bigger sides and they're getting that exposure, um, you know, even if it's not money, even if it's attracting a few fans or people on Twitter go, oh, look at them. You know, it's still something that, you know, I mean, the work they've done behind the scenes there, and, you know, we slagged the Palolita off quite a bit for some things, but for this, yeah, absolutely first class. Um, you mentioned also a game being shown on Rutu, and I, I thought I'd just flag up because... If you see the artwork for this show, there's a picture of me and Mehmet Hetemai under the Tifo at Asiko last weekend uh, because Rutu were there with Mehmet. He came into the Kloppid and they made a little video of him being a member of the Kloppid during during the game. And it was shown, I think, at halftime during the, the weekend games on, fake house league games on Rutu. So if you've got the account, it might be worth to digging back through that it's it's in finish obviously it's maybe five minutes and I thought it would be uh, my moment of glory but I was standing right behind him and the camera was slightly to the side so you basically see <laughs> Mehmet with Lady Satu behind him and not enough of me um but my but my my cap peeks its way around the side once or twice so I, uh, yeah, I think well, that's I think that's television trying to tell you something, Mark. Hey, I've got a face <laughs> for podcasting. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. All right. So 
all the for, for those for the Bakehouse Liga and the Stormont Cup, all the links are in the in the show notes. And I I kind of clip bits of uh, clip clip things from various websites, drop the images in there, put the links to where you can find that stuff. So it kind of collates everything we've been doing today and links to where that stuff originally came from. But I think it might be time for a quick commercial break. Okay, so I thought I'd take you into the Finnish football show <laughs> shop on T Public. Mentioned in one of the more recent episodes, some new designs. If you can see me, or maybe you've noticed during the show, this new Suomi design. We're going to talk about the Finnish national team in a minute. So I thought I'd focus on the new Finland shirt. And you've got this panel behind with the Finnish football show logo running through it and then saw me on the front i'll give you a little zoom in on the logo there and it comes up quite quite nice on that t-shirt there you can also see there's a discount running at the moment i did post this on the on this facebook group and page today so hopefully you saw that i i understand that jamie has ordered his tampere in ilves colors so we're, I'm going to be meeting Jamie at a game in a in a few weeks' time, and we'll be uh, we'll be able to wear our matching or competing <laughs> t-shirts. Um, they come in as we've shown before, men's men's and women's fits. And, and actually, I, when I, I ordered these, I ordered um, two for me, and then I ordered one for a, a, a Swami one for Satu as well. They were sent from America, and I was a bit worried that you know they arrive in Finland and they get loads of import duty and VAT and all that added to them. But it seems like T Public takes care of all that their end. So the stuff just arrived. Magic. Nice. Worked worked nicely. And especially if you can get yourself a, a nice little that 25% discount there. Uh, we don't we don't control the prices as we've as we've said before. Um but for every t-shirt sold we make you know a few euros literally that goes to you know the running the running of the show. Um, all the hosting and the and the website and, and various bits and pieces. So, yeah, get yourself a Swami shirt. We've got some qualifying games coming up in June, and I'll be wearing, or we will be wearing ours to the uh, Olympia study, and that's that's for sure. Rich, we've also got the um, Buy Me a Coffee account. Tell a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so that's um, no commitment, no monthly subscription, anything. We, we did talk about that once, didn't we? But, uh, mm. Yeah, this is a way that um, people can very generously buy us a coffee, buy us a beer, contribute to the running costs of the podcast, whether it's the the Zoom, the website hosting, the podcast hosting, Instagram ads, all that kind of stuff, all goes in the pot. Um, yeah, we've had some very generous donations over the time. I still haven't bought me new telly with the ones from uh, from yourself from, was it last year? Um, but um, yeah, the one that uh, Johan gave us a couple of years ago that paid for my and KK's bar tab for the uh, Finland-Denmark game like in, in the Euros. But, um, yeah, it's uh, all generously received. There's no, uh, you know, you, you get our eternal thanks and normally a shout-out on the show. So, uh, yeah, small small beans, but, uh, yeah, it makes a big difference. OK, enough selling. <laughs> Let's get back to the football. And, Rich, you mentioned a couple of days ago that the there's Women's Nations League is starting this year and there's going to be the draw for this taking place um and then i started to investigate how this thing works because i like you i just assumed oh well we know the nations league that's that's how it that's how it works um 
but this one's a little bit different. Um, do you want to have a runner explaining this and I'll interrupt you or should we go the other way around? Um, I mean, all I could see from it was that the format, the initial format looks similar. Yeah. You've yeah. got 51 teams rather than 55 um, and you've got three leagues, uh, League A, League B, League C. Uh, Finland are in League B. Um, they're in the top pot for League B. And the idea is that like the men's, there are playoff places for Euro 2025 awaiting at the end. Um, that's kind of where the similarities end, because as well as the promotion and relegation, you've also got playoffs of promotion and relegation between mm. the teams that come third in one league and teams that come second in the league below. Um, so essentially what you're going to have is vast changes whereas in the men's one it's quite top goes up bottom goes down that's, that's it end, end of the end of it uh, this time around you've basically got the potential for league b um of all four teams either going up or going down um you could have your one winning your second one going up from a playoff third going down from a playoff and your fourth getting relegated by yeah, yeah. by fact so it's um it's really, I'm not sure quite why they've done it other than possibly just to mix things up. There's less political pressure. There's less TV money like there is in the men's game where, of course, in the men's one in the first edition, I think they they only had three groups of three and they decided to change the format while they were still playing because people actually liked the Nations League, weirdly. And um, and yeah, with this, they've you've got the the knockout final at the end like you've got with the men's but there the, the whole system around the playoffs is you've got two finalists will qualify for the 2024 olympics um which is in france alongside france um and then you've got places going to the next euros as well so it's just absolutely uh, bananas rich are you sure that they qualify for the euros because my understanding is that there's a whole there's a whole kind of repeat of this. So once all the promotion and relegation is sorted, then the teams are put into their groups again for a separate Euro qualification process. So it's almost like one year there's Nations League and then the next year the same structure is used for Euro's qualification. Oh, God. Well, I'll, I'll go with your judgment on that. Well, that, uh, makes, that makes less sense, so therefore it makes more sense for you, right? Yeah, and and <laughs> and like it sounds, it sounds, and then that the, this kind of the qualifying final positions for the Euro qualification then sets the the groups for the next uh, Nations League whenever that takes place. All right, so okay, yeah, I've got it. <laughs> I'm reading it on the cuff. Yeah, the well, top the top two teams from League A remain in League A for the European qualifiers yeah. Euro twenty twenty five. So League B, four group winners are promoted. Um, I'm cross eyed already. Bloody yeah, God. it's true. And and yeah. I've put I've put the uh, from that from that UEFA website listener. I've put the links in the blog post or, or the link one link. It's written out quite clearly, but there's a lot of writing there so it takes a bit of, of thinking and the so effectively this edition <laughs> this edition feeds the olympics and then the qualifying for you oh, yeah exactly that's it yeah, yeah. Okay. so it feeds two people two teams to the olympics you get to win a nations league prize and it sets the groups for euro qualification that's that's it in a nutshell there we go. but there's right. some very pretty 
pretty uh, almost scientific looking diagrams on that UEFA website and also in um, in our in our blog post. So hopefully that's helpful. And I, I suspect that every time we talk about this, I'll be referring back to this blog post. I mean, the, sure. the weird thing is, is that I normally am quite, I normally get to grips with this stuff. I have no idea. <laughs> like this, I don't know what they've done, but yeah. But we, we we kind of said that about when the men's Nations League started, and, and then you realise that you don't need to know all the permutations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to know this is what's happening now, and then at the end of this group stages, we'll see where people are and we'll work out what happens next. Well, yeah. Well, anyway, Finland are in pot two. Uh, right, okay. Sorry, <laughs> Most, yeah. So, uh, I'll, okay, I'll tell you point. what, there's... Um, there's the, from following the men's team. There's there's some familiar some familiar oh, God, nations in there. I mean, like Ukraine, Bosnia, Slovakia, Greece, uh, yeah, Slovenia, Northern Ireland. You do know, you mean that Finland could up. be drawn against Keke? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there's some very familiar teams there. We could be travelling to these countries for men's games and women's games. Mm. I, I, so, yeah, I didn't it, even get that far to looking at what teams are in there. <laughs> looking at the format. <laughs> Where so we're we're in we're in League B pot one with the Republic of Ireland, Poland, and Czech Republic. So um, and then yeah, there's pot two: Serbia, Slovenia, Northern Ireland, and Romania. Pot three is Ukraine, Bosnia, Slovakia, and Hungary. And pot four is Greece, Croatia, Belarus, and Albania. So yeah, I guess it shows that the, the, the men's and women's teams for those various countries are all about the same sort of levels. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting like. actually. Um, all right, I think we just about got away with that one, gents. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're while we're on the subject of the Finland national team, um, looking at the at the men's national team, we mentioned in the last episode, like th- this kind of format show that the Finland that the Palolita was selling season tickets for the Hukia this year and buy a, a ticket for five games through this year which I thought was a, a brilliant idea um, and seems to have had the, the desired effect. On the on the Hulkiat uh, Instagram page, which I've sort of embedded in our in our blog post here, um, there's a neat little video showing how many tickets have been sold for each game. And the Finland-Slovenia game on Friday 16th of uh, June, um, mm. there's already 27,000 tickets sold. Brilliant. Now, when we all met up at the game for the France game a year and a half or two and a half years ago, um, that was a sellout. There were 30-odd thousand in there, and it was a yeah, great atmosphere and, and um, you know, a real event. Um, so to have almost 30,000 there already for Slovenia, we're talking what? Six weeks away. Yeah, yeah. six weeks away from, from kickoff. I think that's quite – only six weeks away. Only six weeks away, seven weeks away from midsummer. Then it all start. The days start getting shorter, and and winter's on its way. That's a thoroughly <laughs> depressing thought. <laughs> um, Twenty seven thousand. That's quite something. And then the the San Marino game a few days later, eighteen thousand. Uh, Denmark in autumn, eighteen thousand, and then Kazakhstan and Northern Ireland later in the year, ten thousand each for those. Probably they reflect to a degree season ticket sales as well, but even so. I, I think really for the for the Slovenia game, clearly, yeah, Finnish people have earmarked that as a must-win game. It's a big game, so, and it will be a sellout by the time we get 
get around to that. So um, yeah, oh, hopefully yeah. home advantage will be uh, yeah a real help in that game. Well, so that's Friday night in June. Yeah, exactly, Rich. That's what I was going to say. For me, for me and Satu, we chose a game, and and now we we sort of got into the routine coming down to watch one one game a season at the Olympia Stadium, and that was Friday night. And for me, it was more competitive as well. I wasn't so excited about San Marino, uh, but the Slovenia game hopefully will be will be competitive, and uh, you know that's if we can focus from our vantage point in the Pohio Scarre, but we'll do our very best to pay attention <laughs> to the game. It always amazes me, Keke, that you come out of that place uh, with all the refreshments that are going on in there and all the jumping around and the, the lack of a stable viewing position and you seem to have an idea what's going on in the game. I don't know how you do it. I can't. <laughs> Unless you just make it up. Are you making it up as you go along? Pretty much. Okay. Well, <laughs> I should take a leaf out of your book. Um... Yeah, so so there's the in the in the uh, show notes are are the list of all the the results so far for the qualifiers and the the upcoming fixtures there and links to the uh, the Paolo Lito page where you can find all the all the hookah yet stuff. Um, Keke, do you want to do a little bit of fins overseas? Can do, yeah. I mean, what have you got um... to tell us? There's plenty going on, mate. There's plenty going on. Before we get on to some, um, well, depending on which way you look, at, you look at it, some really exciting news from today. There was some some earlier news from today. There's a, uh, a Women's Champions League game taking place as we speak. Uh, Rich's team, Arsenal, are taking on Wolfsburg. It's just second second half of extra time's just kicked off. Currently 2-0 in that game. But, yeah, Finnish referee Lina Letovara is... Um, is taking charge of that. And you've just touched on ticket sales there. I think the Emirates Stadium sold out for that one tonight. 60,000-odd people in there for the Women's Champions League. So um, All to yeah, see a Finnish referee. Today. Yeah. That's it, mate. That's Amazing. it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, she's, uh, she's obviously a bit of, bit of extra running because it's gone to extra time. But, yeah, nice to see that um, UEFA have entrusted that one to her. Yeah, but, she's really uh, yeah, risen, risen to the top in the last year or two, isn't she? And and getting some Certainly of these really, has, mate. really big games. Good to see. But yeah, the uh, the other thing that we were all frantically tapping away and the, the whole Finnish football community was going bananas about today was um, the fact that Yo Poy and Palo can't stop scoring. And these, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, we were just counting them as they went in. And when he, when he sort of got the third one for the hat-trick, it was like, wow, you know, hat-trick, here we go. And he wasn't finished yet. He's he scored four in a five nil win for Venezia today. And um, yeah, I mean, we just we just sort of touched on it before before we came on on to recording. Um, Venezia, who seem to be have a sort of disastrous start to the season, have really turned things around, and they they're still they're still sort of looking looking like there was a possibility for them to qualify for the uh, playoffs for Serie A. So. Um, Obviously, Jesse Jordanen was in goal today and he's kept a clean sheet as well um, against Medina, I think it was. And, um, yeah, so Yole pulling up trees, doing decent things, and it's nice to see him scoring goals. Very good. Um, Ali, you mentioned uh, Yare Urunen as well. Yeah, he played uh, 75 minutes for Schalke at the weekend. Uh arguably one of their biggest games of the season. They've been struggling all year, but uh, yeah, I mean, I only watched the the highlights of the game, uh, 
but the, the highlights that I did see, he, he put in some really good crosses, a couple of key passes in there. Schalke went on to win 2-1 to, yeah, really boost their survival hopes. And um, I, I've never really, for a couple of reasons that I won't bore you with, I've never really liked Schalke, but I have to say, if they do stay up, I, I will be sort of half happy, you know, for him, because it will be uh, great for him to have a, an, another season um, at the, yeah, a huge Bundesliga club. Mm-hmm. And, and it's clearly, you know, he's starting in a big game. He's clearly trusted by the manager. Schalke are yeah. huge but hopeless, aren't they? They're a bit like Everton, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's as Ali said, you know, it's with with Jarrodinen playing and playing regularly, it's only good for the um, for the national team. Um, another one who's getting getting minutes and playing well. And if anyone's uh, been following following Rich on on Twitter, I mean, um, like like you, Rich, when you first put the video, I thought it was a absolutely fantastic oh, uh... goal. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it got it, me. I showed it to Satu, and she was like. Oh yeah. no! And I was like, "What do you mean? That what? was great!" And she's like, "He missed." And then, oh, and then right. we, and then Rich noticed, and we all mocked him. But yeah, for those who for those who listening don't know who we're talking about, Robin Lodd, who um, who had a yeah storming man of the match performance in um in a nil nil draw against FC Dallas earlier this morning. Um, yeah, it was uh, it, uh, the ball sort of broke on out in the, out in the middle of midfield. He sort of chested it down, beat one, two, three, four players, and then uh, sort of had a, a side foot shot inches wide. But um, but yeah, cracking, cracking bit of play by Robin Lodd. But apparently if you uh, squint without your glasses on, then it looked like a really good goal. He scores. It was first thing this morning. I hadn't had my coffee yet. Um, <laughs> one former Hoycourt alumni who's done well is Casper uh, Terho, who... Uh, Went to Belgium in the winter um, oh, yeah. to uh, Union SG Royale, whatever. Um, yeah. He um, he scored. He came off the bench and scored against Leverkusen in the uh, Europa League, and then scored two in his um, his next game in the league. And he was a, a big a big player for Hoyko and went for some decent money. I think it was about 300, 350,000 euros in the winter. And um, and once he got himself settled in, he didn't really play much. Yeah, minutes here and there, but there he's, he's doing well. And got um, Nathan Scooter's doing over in uh, in Denmark on loan from Toulouse. Is uh, is scoring goals really for uh, a dense? So, yeah, he's uh, yeah, doing. They, he's, they, yeah, he's doing really, really well over there. Yeah, these these young Finnish kind of attacking midfielder types. Um, yeah, they're a nice little generation of them doing well abroad. You mentioned Casper um, Terho, obviously. That goal, that goal he scored against Leverkusen went past his um, compatriot Lucas Radetzky, who uh, mm. might have, yeah, might have been a bit, bit annoyed with that. But um, they're another side who, who had a dreadful start to the season, but have, have really, really turned it around. Look, they kept a clean sheet again this weekend, and um, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're, they've made their way up the Bundesliga table, and um, yeah, look, look to be doing okay. Uh, I think we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago actually, because he's been. You know the, the the football season started across the Nordics now, and um, Simon Scrab, he's um, he's mm. playing really well. Sort of one of the forgotten men of Finnish football. Really had a couple of games for the national team a few years ago, and um, yeah, he scored a couple of goals for Kalmar, um, creating as well, putting in assists. They won their most recent game two 0 I believe, and and uh, yeah, Simon Scrab was responsible for assisting both goals there. So um, you know we've we've talked about it before and. 
sometimes River doesn't mind going back the way and, and choosing players who have been left out in the cold for a bit if the form allows it. So you never know, we might see Simon Scrab back in the hook here. Ali? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, give a shout out to uh, Tateno Puki. It's going to be his final Norwich game uh, on Monday the 8th. Yeah, so yeah, in a week's time. They are at home, at home to Blackpool. Uh, they will not be playing for anything. Um, so it's not quite the fairy tale ending that he probably would have hoped for. Um, but I'm sure he's going to get a, a massive reception because, uh, yeah, I mean, they'd probably build a statue of him. Uh, he's loved so much uh, over there. So, um, yeah, just wanted to um, big him up uh, just before his his final home game uh, at what's been, yeah, a very successful spell, really, at, at Norwich for him. It's amazing what a Norwich going to do. I mean, that phase they went through a couple of years ago where, I mean, they they essentially took credit for Finland qualifying for the Euros. <laughs> Um, that that weekend against the Liechtenstein game, they had a pop up shop in uh, in Helsinki. They had the the nightclub night, the Pookie party, yeah. um, and there was that thing doing the rounds. Yeah, they went to some sort of sporting convention, basically saying Finnish people will be thanking Norwich City for their greatest hour in thirty years, years time. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Finnish football so, yeah, show was sniggering up its sleeve oh, we, all the way. We were, yeah, but I mean, what what Pookie's done? I think he's their fourth on their all time goal scorer list now. And um, and yeah, I think um, wherever he goes next, um, be be interesting to see whether he, it's time for him to come back to Finland or has he got one last move? Maybe like I don't know, states or something like that for for a year or two. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's um, it's, it's I mean, he's done really well. I mean, for for his career, he was so up and down. Mm. Um, you know, and then he he got that move to Brombu, and and that's kind of where it started. And then he went to Norwich off, and, yeah. and had that. Was it four years he's been there? Or five? Yeah. Can't remember. And uh, yeah, he's just the amount of goals he scored have been fantastic. And um, yeah, what what a servant he's been. Yeah, I mean, I I'm so. sure I'm sure that was a bit tongue in cheek, Ali, when you said about the statue. But it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too far from the realms of reality, actually, because what he what he did for for Norwich, you know, fired him to the Premier League twice, did he? Mm. Um, scored mm. scored scored goals in the Premier League. I mean, there was that famous one against Manchester United. You know, he's um, he scored scored goals in the Prem, and yeah, he's um, it just seems a bit sad that it's all ended with a bit of a whimper. He hasn't been featuring much at all lately, mm. but um, yeah, I'm sure even if he doesn't start the match, I mean, I'm sure he'll he'll get a decent run out so he can say a good a good bye bye to the uh, to the Norwich City faithful. Yeah, bring him bring him on, give him give him, you know, whatever second half half an hour. And then let him let him say goodbye to the crowd. I guess. Just one more. I wanted to um, I wanted to give a mention to it. Would be risk, remiss of me not to um, not to mention the latest Finn to pick up a uh, championship medal. Thomas Lamb. He's been crowned a A League champion down there in Australia. He's um, been there for a few months and he's featured quite a bit. Chipped in with a couple of goals as well. But um, yeah, Melbourne City were crowned champions of the A League. Not exactly sure how it works if it's just they're champions of the A League and then some of these countries then do like a playoff or they they get crowned premier and then they play a kind of a playoff thing to for the actual champion. But yeah, I believe it's premiers they call it in Australia. Yeah. So yeah, he's um, they finished top of the league anyway, so that do for me. So yeah, congratulations, Thomas Lamb. I guess also worth mentioning, you know, Ali mentioned the Norwich. Uh, 
final couple of games of the season and also in the championship, very much in contention for playoffs is Marcus Force at Middlesbrough, who's been playing, been scoring some goals and might be able to help his team get up in through the playoffs in into the Premier League. It's been a while since Middlesbrough have been up there, that's for sure. Yeah, they uh, they lost today. Um, Force didn't feature. Um, they're still in that. They're still well in those playoff yeah. positions. Yeah, I think safety um, in there. Yeah, and but surprisingly, I don't think Marcus featured for their previous game either. Um, I haven't seen that he's picked up an injury or anything. But prior to that, yeah, banging in goals, getting assists. So I mean. You know, I think I've said it on the show before. I've got no special leaning towards Middlesbrough. I don't really have any feelings towards mm. them at all, really. But to see Marcus Force back in the Premier League with a, with another club would be uh, fantastic. So, yeah, I'll certainly be keeping my fingers crossed for them and for him. For sure. And um, I've also left in the notes the, the links to the Bakehouse Liga transfers, this vital Bakehouse Liga web page where they updated with all the transfers that have been going on and as a little as a little taster um interesting transfer from Asicor who sold uh Macario Hing Glover to ah, China right? China exactly mm. yeah now he only joined at the end of last season played in some Liga Cup and friendly games and then was sold, so joined for nothing and then was sold on for a significant fee. Now, that is good business. Uh, I don't know if it's good business for Asik or bad business for Hoyekov, but I think that was something that, um, that there was a re... I think that was a move that had been mooted previously and he went to Asik and that was kind of still, it might happen, it might happen. And I think because of the fact that he hasn't played an official game for Asik meant that he could move freely. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a weird one. Um, but both but, those uh, things could be true at the same time, Rich. It could be bad for one so. and good for and good <laughs> for the other. And I know what I'm happiest with. Yes, but um, yeah, it's one of these weird things. And again, you know, the the Vegas League window. I think there is some caveats, but yeah, I think they're still able to sign uh, free agents and register them from abroad. And obviously, with the the Euro games coming, um, I think Honka are kind of in desperate need of some signings. But uh, yeah, it's um. It's been a been a, a good window, a busy window, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens in the next. Uh, I think the Euro qualifiers start kind of mid July this year. They're slightly later, but yeah, mid July. I'll see if I can find any more tips or inside knowledge by scouring the bathrooms and washrooms of Sainioki over the next few weeks until the next episode for you. <laughs> in the know, in the know. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, I reckon Ugh. it's time to uh, to wrap it up. Um, Ali, thanks for thanks for joining us. Kiitos, my my. Okay, good to see you. Thanks a lot. Kiitos, nakemin. And Rich, thanks a lot. Hey, hey. Good. See you all again soon. And listener, until next time. Thanks for watching the Finnish Football Show. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter, at Explore Finland, at FC Sorby, 
at Escape to Swarmy, at Kekimulari, and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.